I text him. I wasn't even thinking like, oh my God, I'm gonna be in a relationship with him. I was just thinking like, heard about this BDE, need to get out there. Like I need to just like jumpstart my, I was just basically DTF. But Kim's DTF attitude blossomed into a full-blown romance. It's really lit and, and fun and crazy. And now she can't help but gush about her man. Pete is, has got to be literally the best human being I've ever met. Like the best heart. People always say like, oh, he's so funny. And it's like has to do with how funny he is. That's like fourth on my list of why I like him. I would say the perfect word to describe Pete is genuine. I mean, I think just that I never knew you can just be so happy Aww. watching TV series and going to the gym. After we got together and it was like a thing, Megan Fox texted me and is like, is this for real? Because he asked me for your number months ago. And like, I was like, dude, you have a better shot of like, me and MGK getting eaten by crocodiles than you ever getting her number. Like, never gonna happen, do not ask us. Wild how these things eventually work. What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hive Mind, a pop culture podcast. My name is Erin and I am your host. Before I even get into it today, I want to quickly plug our Instagram, at Hive Mind Pop Culture and our Twitter at HiveMindThePod. Love to have you following on there, joining the conversation, joining the HiveMind family, and just uh, becoming part of uh, these discussions that we're having on the pod. They definitely don't end when you're done listening. Uh, I would love to keep talking with you on there. All right, so today I want to unpack some complicated celebrity drama that went down over the past 48 hours. Um, it was recent, recently revealed to the internet that celebrity power couple Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have officially called it quits after nine months of dating. Their relationship has been an absolute whirlwind, as many of Davidson's and Kardashian's are. Um, and, you know, I can't say I'm surprised that this couple has broken up because I did not expect them to last very long, but... I am kind of surprised at the reaction I'm having to some of the discourse around it and and just like the desire I'm having to bridge some gaps I have in the story and I don't know, make peace with certain parts of this 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 narrative. Um let me back up by just just saying like I've always been interested in the Kardashians, in Kanye and in Pete um, just peripherally because I'm such a big Ariana fan and the two of them dated for a while and had a really messy thing go on. I find all of these people to be like the reason I have this podcast to begin with. In fact, my very first episode two years ago was all about Kanye West um, and, and sort of wrestling with who he was to me at that time. You know, these are all people that... I do have respect for uh, because of their talents and their art and their public personas, but at the same time, um, definitely put a lot of tension on those relationships with their fans and are like messy and controversial figures. Uh, so I definitely, like before I even 
get into some of the nitty gritty here, I want to just sort of remember that these are people and when we're discussing them, we should give them space and give them grace um, and just sort of like let the unknown be the unknown, which I think can be really hard uh, because with the internet right now, like I feel like it can feel really easy to feel like we know celebrities personally and we know everything when oftentimes we don't. Um, and also a lot of these celebrity relationship melodramas are playing out on stages that we cannot even relate to as like normal people and not billionaires. Um, so there is always so much going on behind the scenes. There are so many hands on these relationships, almost as if they're projects. And we kind of always need to keep that in mind as we're talking about um, petty slights and dramatic confessions and things like that. Like these are not things that are happening as authentically as they would happen if they were happening to us. You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, where to even begin? Pete Davidson kind of exploded onto the scene when he was 20. Uh, so nearly a decade ago when he was cast as the youngest SNL Saturday Night Live cast member of all time. Uh, he was like kind of this immediate breakout that like even in his first season, creator Lorne Michaels was giving him a lot of airtime and a lot of sketches and he just became like a real fascination amongst like the young comedy circuit. Uh, he was born in Staten Island and has really like sort of interesting appearance and, and fashion. I would say he dresses kind of like normcore, uh, but also with like very feminine accents. Like he's always painting his nails. Uh, he always is wearing necklaces, things like that, but still somehow comes across very bro-y. Um, one of the, the major things that people knew about Pete prior to his very famous relationships was that uh, his father was a firefighter, a New York City firefighter, um, who died in service during 9-11. Uh, and that death, when Pete was like eight, caused him like a lot of trauma uh, and, and made him like act out a lot in his youth. Uh, and that was something that he talked about really publicly and candidly before there was, you know, that much attention around him like even in some of his earliest stand-up prior to even making it on SNL uh this was like the topic so he was always kind of like um talking about darker shit and talking about his feelings in a way that was very um it was kind of the antithesis to some of the other male comics of the time uh who were much more hyper masculine and would not talk about um feeling sad about losing their daddy, you know, um, in, in the way that Pete would. When Pete was a teenager, he dated Carly Aquilino of MTV fame. She is pretty much known for that show Girl Code that was really popping during like the Jersey Shore era of MTV. Um, that was a brief relationship. Uh, his first like very serious adult relationship was with Larry David's daughter, Cassie David, um, they were together for two years and seemed to have a pretty complex and healthy relationship. Uh, Cassie's written a lot about it since in a book that she put out and, and just sort of like, it, it seemed to be uh, a lot more 
it seemed to have a lot more substance than some of the stuff that followed. Uh, but even even back then, uh, Pete was doing interviews where he was saying things like uh, that he would have these like manic episodes where he would pull all of his hair out. He would have fits of blind rage. Those are his words, blind rage, um, where he would not even remember the things that he said and did the following day. It would all be a complete blur. Um, and he was feeling not very respected on the SNL set, even though he was such a rising star and there were all these new Pete fans um, showing up to tapings and stuff. He, he said, quote, I don't know if I'm the joke or if I'm in on the joke. Uh, he felt like the characters that they were making him play and stuff were just uh, sort of poking fun at his persona and who, who, you know, where he came from, being like a sort of low-class Staten Island stoner. Uh, he, he just didn't really feel like they were holding him in as high regard as other cast members. Ariana Grande hosted SNL in 2018, I want to say, um, and quickly developed a like rapport with Pete. Um, she had mentioned that immediately when she saw him, she texted her good friends saying like, I'm going to marry this guy someday. He apparently texted her pictures of engagement rings the day that they met. Like it was very... Uh, they had this immediate sort of like attraction to each other. Uh, even though they didn't start dating until years later, there was sort of like a very public flirting and infatuation with each other. Um, so the Ariana stuff is complicated because her fling with Pete came at a really, really vulnerable time in her life and her career. Um, so obviously... Ariana uh, has spoken pretty publicly about her PTSD following um, the terrorist attack at her concert in Manchester, where like 20 something fans died and, and tons of others were injured. This is something that she was like continuously asked about in interviews after to the point where she was like breaking down in a really messy, unattractive, all over the place type of way when she was asked about it. Um, it was raw and it was concerning. And uh, I think there was a lot happening for her at this time too. She was also, also um, freshly out of a breakup of a two-year relationship with rapper Mac Miller. Apparently Mac was the love of Ariana's life but he was suffering with a lot of substance abuse problems and was uh, publicly an addict. Um, this is what eventually led to his death. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, there was an incident where he had like a DUI hit and run um, thing go on, which was sort of like the last straw. She felt like she could not be, uh, you know, quote unquote, his mother or his babysitter anymore. And she spoke on that quite a bit at the time. Um... So she was in a weird place, maybe, um, sort of her childhood fame was petering out. She was entering a new phase in her career. Her album Dangerous Woman was very popular, uh, almost to the point where there was there were no higher levels she could go. 
Um, she took this really, really long, extensive break from her career where for like two years she was nowhere to be seen. She was not making music. She was not making appearances and she was not on social media. And then all of a sudden her and Pete sort of splash onto the scene together and it is immediately extremely, extremely intense. I think that most of us can kind of remember this happening just because people were shocked like that he was dating such a big star because at the time he wasn't and Ariana was. Um, so, you know, people were people were like rumoring like, oh, Ariana's going to date Harry Styles. Ariana's going to date Justin Bieber. And then she dated Pete Davidson, who at the time like did not have the sort of clout um, that matched her star status. So it was just surprising. And there were a lot of like iconic... Uh, pictures and like memeable moments from this relationship but there were also a lot of really interesting moments that happened during the course of it that I feel like did not get talked about very much that I thought were actually more interesting and meaningful in the larger scope of both Ariana and Pete he sort of brought out something in her that I feel like she was waiting to find which was like a permission to be young and a permission to be goofy and a permission to be theatrical all of these things that she very much is but she was kind of suppressing for a little bit to like break away from her Nickelodeon background and to get people to take her more seriously like when she was dating rapper Big Sean and when she was dating Mac Miller she was trying like so ridiculously hard to come across like this like badass like that's kind of where the whole Dangerous Women album ethos stems from and ariana has always been really susceptible to performing identity but there are things that have been consistent through my time following her career like she's always loved harry potter and spongebob and like making like kind of immature sex jokes and these were all parts of her that she could suddenly let fly in a relationship with pete davidson and that were absolutely charming him and winning him over um and and i think that the relationship gave her a lot of reprieve from having to like um act more mature than she really was at the time um and she was able to sort of indulge in parts of herself that were buried while still being looked at as like a sex symbol to pete pete spoke often um about how attractive he found her uh which was something that she was like not getting from the public at the time there was so many comments at that point about ariana looking like a little kid um people being uncomfortable seeing her dressing a certain way and obviously she was like 25 at this time so i mean that could be so infantilizing and frustrating to hear if you are like developing a burgeoning sexuality and everybody's kind of trying to force you back into your youth um but i think her relationship with pete gave her the opportunity to uh express her youthful side and be regarded as sexy and a sexual being, which I think are two things that she had been craving in her previous relationships. Ariana has definitely worked through a lot of what she was going through at the time regarding the Manchester bombing and uh, Mac Miller's death and whatever. I feel like she's processed a lot of it and she's coped with a lot of it and the way she's like moving through the world now is extremely different. 
She's much more level-headed and much more private. In fact, she is now married to a pretty normal guy, a real estate agent named Dalton, uh, and their relationship is really it hasn't been exposed to her fan base. It's been kept under wraps. Um, He has private social media accounts. He's never made any sort of appearances with her. Once in a while, she'll post a picture he's like in the corner of, but it's, it's very minimal. We don't know anything about his personality or how he interacts with her. Meanwhile, when she was with Pete, she was like going live on Instagram every day and posting a million videos of them like, very private, very, you know, like laying in bed videos, like things like that, like completely in her, in her domestic sphere. Uh, And she's been able to put up those boundaries and those walls now. I'm very happy for Ariana and I don't want to dwell too much on her here, but you know, the fallout from the relationship with Pete was, oof, it was brutal. I wasn't going to do jokes about this, but then my buddy told me, he's like, yo, I've recently heard that uh, Ariana said she had no idea who you were and she just dated you as a distraction. So now I just think it's like fair game. Uh, so yeah, also don't applause. This isn't like a Drake versus Lil Wayne concert. Like this isn't like a competition. You know, she has, you know, her songs and stuff and this is what I have, okay? So, all right, that's, that's it, right? Um, so, and you're like, Pete, this isn't fair. You're like, you're airing out dirty laundry. How could you do that? Where did she say this stuff? To her friends in the confidence of her own home? No, she said it on the cover of Vogue magazine. Can you imagine if I did that? Can you imagine if I did that? My career would be over tomorrow. If I spray painted myself brown and hopped on the cover of Vogue magazine and just started shitting on my ex. Can you imagine the, no, don't clap. That was a Drake vs. Lil Wayne claps. I don't like that. I like the giggles. It's just jokes. But can you imagine if I did that shit? If I was just like, yeah, I just fucking it up because I was bored. And then Fortnite came out. It would be insane. And you're like, well, Pete, something had to happen to her, right? You know, there had to be some repercussions, right? No, she won Billboard's Woman of the Year. And I got called butthole eyes by barstoolsports.com. <laughs> so sometimes life is a little unfair. <laughs> Again, these are jokes. I don't, I don't want any smoke, okay? From, uh, my biggest fear is uh, I'm gonna get a shot in the back of the head by like a nine-year-old with a ponytail. <laughs> And the last thing I'm going to hear is hashtag canceled and then just pop right in the back of the head. Again, I don't want no smoke from the, from the nine-year-olds. Um, no, she's a really powerful woman, that, uh, that, that uh, Ariana. She's a, she's a very, very powerful woman, you know, and very smart. You know, you got to be to be able to ruin Starbucks for a person. It started when Mac Miller died. Um, and like the following day, Pete is on Howard Stern making extremely crude jokes about Ariana, kind of talking about her as if she was a sexual object. On SNL, he made a comment on like Weekend Update or something about how he is switching her birth control with Tic Tacs so that he can keep her. Like he was saying things that were 
crossing the line, um, you know, even even beyond their like middle school level immature sex joke thing that they both kind of shared Um, because Ariana's always been a little like that she does have kind of an immature sense of humor Um, but it was it was it was going beyond that and it was getting weird and it was especially you know everybody was the whole world was reacting to Max's death and trying to empathize with Ariana and how she must feel knowing that she had to kind of like give up this relationship with him because his relationship with drugs and addiction was too difficult for her to bear and then that ultimately led to his death like of course she felt distraught over that and we know some really like sad and dark details now like how uh when max mom found his phone there were like 400 missed calls from ariana that night that he died um how she's taken in his dog myron and it's still like a huge part of her life today like there's some really kind of really sad shit um and for pete to be like cracking these offensive jokes simultaneously i think that that was off-putting to ariana she broke it up with him uh like within a week or so of Max's death uh and then pretty much immediately got to work on the album thank you next which has so far surpassed anything that ariana's made since or prior like thank you next is really the crown jewel in her career um which is interesting because she has stated several times that she felt like she was in a complete blur making it she was extremely depressed she was drunk for a lot of it and it just it it came about in like a month it was really like spur of the moment uh there are songs like ghost in which ariana has admitted not wanting to release but she was sort of forced by manager Scooter Braun who is like this elusive figure that lurks over everybody's careers. Thank You Next is Ariana's biggest album. It's her most successful one. There was a moment like about a month after its release where she simultaneously held the number one, number two, and number three spots on the Billboard Hot 100 which hasn't been done since some Beatles album in like the 60s like this was massively record-breaking for her Uh, but even amongst all the fanfare and hoopla she was very upset and sad and listless and lost and so was Pete Uh, they were both posting things that were really concerning Uh, he even posted like a suicide letter at one point um, where he was like don't say I didn't warn you a bunch of like really really rough to read stuff that was upsetting especially from a fan's point of view because like what can you do when you're reading like pete davidson's suicide note on instagram at like two o'clock on a tuesday you know this was around the time that pete started talking about having been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder which you know is a mental health condition that makes things like breakups really emotional and uh really extreme Um, to the person feeling them Um, so it definitely all made sense what was happening but it was it was uh it was difficult to watch and I think that prior to this point both Ariana and Pete had been like so active on social media that they just continued sharing everything like all of their happy funny goofy relationship moments were shared and then the entire fallout of the relationship was shared as well so people's perceptions on both of them were changing like people were blaming Ariana and Pete for Max's death which is really dark and people were 
you know, saying that he was using Ariana for clout and Ariana was using him as a rebound. And like, yeah, I don't know, probably all the above is true to some degree, right? Because these are people with flaws and needs and human emotions and you know, they make mistakes and they fuck up and they just so happen to like have a billion eyes on them, um, which I know is not like a groundbreaking take, but I just think it's something that needs to be reiterated every now and then because like people forget. It was tough too from a fan's point of view because like, I know this sounds um, greedy to admit, but like I missed Ariana as just like a musician and I missed Pete just as like, my favorite comic on SNL that week. You know what I mean? Like it all of a sudden was like too much. And I was like, oh my God, I know too much about these people. And I shouldn't be like worrying about these celebrities. And I was, I was like, I was like genuinely worried about them. Um, But I think that's something that can happen on the internet. Like we want our celebrities to be real uh, and share more intimate private parts of themselves. But that includes some messy stuff. And then like, what do you do about that? Cause you can't just like enjoy their art or their content. You have to like grapple with them as a person and grapple with the fact that like Pete and Ariana did have kind of an irresponsibly fast relationship and neither of them were in a healthy mindset when they got into it. And like what do I make of that like I don't want to be judging these people I don't know but on the other hand like it it's almost like public domain gossip or something like everybody needs to have an opinion on Ariana and Pete you know following the breakup with Ariana Pete like immediately plunged back into the dating scene um as his star just like rapidly continued to rise he became like everybody's celebrity crush and people were like constantly talking about why they found him attractive like you know things like you know he's the type of guy that would hold your purse for you or he has golden retriever energy or, I don't know these stupid like quippy gen z sayings online but yeah I mean he he dated singer Olivia O'Brien briefly older actress Kate Beckinsdale younger actress Margaret Qualley Kaya Gerber who's Cindy Crawford's daughter uh Phoebe Devener from Bridgerton um, and then you know eventually ended up with Kim now none of these relationships between Ariana and Kim lasted very long they were all like literally shorter than four months and weren't very public besides like maybe a occasional paparazzi photo or something but when he appeared with Kim it was all of a sudden like a thing again this is obviously because of keeping up with the Kardashians and how big the Kardashians are on social media, but also, and most importantly, because of Kanye. Pete and Kanye have had history sort of beefing and spatting in the public eye for a couple of years. I talk a lot about Kanye on my first episode of the show, um, kind of when all of this was going on. So if you're interested, go back to episode one, check it out. Pete had made all of these comments on SNL on Weekend Update about like how it is unfair for Kanye to blame his like erratic behavior on his mental illness. Well, what Kanye said after he went off the air last week was one of the worst like most awkward things I've ever seen here. <laughs> and I've seen Chevy Chase speak to an intern. <laughs> 
and we all had to stand behind him. And, and here's what it looked like. So like, I'm like on the left. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> and then I'm like, I want a career, so I leave. So Kanye was wearing a MAGA hat. Uh, that's what it's called. It's stupid. Uh, yeah. And he started by saying people backstage tried to bully him into not wearing it. He wore it all week. Uh, like, nobody told him not to wear it. Like, I wish I bullied you. Then Kanye said that Democrats broke up black families with welfare, and that's slavery is not real. Um, you know how wrong about politics you have to be for, like, me to notice? <laughs> But, like, Kanye, I know you're like, yo, this is the real me. I'm off the meds. <laughs> Take them. There's no shame in the, in the medicine game. I'm on them. It's great. Take them. There's nothing wrong with take them. If I ever got on a plane and the pilot said, I just want all you to know, this is the real me flying. <laughs> I'd jump out. <laughs> Being mentally ill is not an excuse to act like a jackass. Okay? I'm quoting, I'm quoting my therapist, when, when my mom, and my mom. Pete started dating Kim, freshly on like the precipice of divorce with Kanye, like he's walking into fire there. That's not like a, it's not like him going and dating Kaya Gerber, like some random ass model, you know? Like he's dating somebody who is a 40-year-old woman with four kids um, and a really complex and strained relationship with her ex. So, I mean, part of me wonders if Pete was sort of drawn to the situation because it was intense and because it was passionate in a way that, like, these little flings he was having with, like, random new up-and-coming actresses and stuff, like, weren't. Which is sad to me because... You know, he had such a fallout from the Ariana relationship and then, like, immediately craved the same sort of thing again. Um, meanwhile, I don't think that she did. Like, she's done a complete 180, and her relationship with Dalton has been, like, uh, you know, so low-key. <laughs> um, to the point where I'm like, tell us something about him, girl. Like, who are you married to? When Pete started dating Kim, uh, the first, like, headlines we saw in very typical Pete Davidson fashion were that he got tons of tattoos uh, inspired by her. He had a tattoo that says, my girl is a lawyer, um, because Kim very uh, publicly passed the bar exam um, a little bit prior to them beginning to date. Um, he got all of her kids' initials tattooed on him. Uh, and then he got this like he calls it a branding of her name on his chest or his neck or something, um, which is essentially like a scar type of tattoo that can't be removed. It's apparently really painful and really expensive to get because it, it literally cannot be taken off of you. So <laughs> I guess he has that now. Kim immediately started putting him all over her social media the new season of their show, which has kind of like been rebranded and is now being aired on Hulu. Um, Kim's like storyline in the newest season is all about her relationship with Pete and like getting back out on the dating scene with him. And people are complimenting her for appearing so much happier and so much lighter. And these were all of the things that people noticed in Ariana in her relationship with Pete as well. Like, he does bring something nice out of these women uh, where he like allows them to be, you know, much more real in a way that like 
other celebrity relationships won't let them be. Um, like dating Kanye, like you are constantly performing to some degree because his whole life is like, he's like a performance artist. Um, but dating Pete, it's like just like dating like a kid from your neighborhood, you know? Kanye obviously did not take to any of this well. Um, first, it was like going on rampages on Twitter about it, giving Pete nicknames, mocking him, making fun of him. And then it escalated like really fast. Kanye came out with a song called Easy, spelled E-A-Z-Y, um, earlier this year, where in the music video, there's like a claymation depiction of Pete Davidson that's being kidnapped and decapitated and buried. Mr. Narcissist, tell me about my arrogance. No more counseling. I don't negotiate with therapists. God, yeah. Wanna let God in. But tonight, I guess I let my pride win. Cousin Dre sent me scriptures, help me see life better. Nigga, we having the best divorce ever. If we go to court, we'll go to court together. Matter of fact, pick up your sis, we'll go to court together. I watch four kids for like five hours a day. I wear these easy boots everywhere, even in the shower today. I got love for the nannies, but real family is better. The cameras watch the kids, I stop taking the credit. Not custodial dad, I bought the house next door. What you think the point of really being rich for? When you give them everything, they only want more. Bougie and a ruler, y'all need to do some chores. Rich ass kids, this ain't your mama house. Climb on your brother's shoulders, get that top rhyming out. God sent me from that crash. Just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. Who? And my new bitch bad. I know Illuminati mad. This that Numinati bitch. This that Tupugati rich. This that God did this. Kim, I guess, texting him about like, you know, you need to stop doing this. It's bad for our kids. Da 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 da. Kanye's posting those screenshots. Like, there was a lot of like Kanye posting screenshots of his personal text conversations with Kim. Like, this is exactly what I mean when I'm like, I know too much about these people's lives. Like, I should not be reading Kim and Kanye's text exchanges. Like, that's just, like, not something I should be privy to. In fact, like, nobody should really be seeing anyone else's private conversations and relationship woes. Uh, That's, like, such a fault of social media. I think a lot of us, to some degree, are guilty of oversharing. Um, it, you know, th- there's there's benefit to the way that social media makes things like going through a breakup or a divorce easier. But you know, we just have too much information all the time, and it's it breaks our brains, you know, to like know so much about other people's um, interpersonal dramas. It's like it's just a lot. Um, But how can you look away, right? When these are like two of the most famous people in the world, they are infinitely interesting. They're visually interesting. They're funny. There's humor and outrageousness to all of this. And Pete was sort of provoking some of it, was like posting videos or pictures in bed with Kim and being like, I'm sleeping with your girl. Like just very petty, teenager-y stuff. Um, but played out on such a massive, massive scale. I think that this relationship was kind of doomed just because of the the history that there was with Kanye and how that was kind of always in Pete's ear. Um, also, like, some people do view this relationship 
in its entirety as like a publicity stunt. Uh, the Kardashians recently have been undergoing like really dramatic body changes. Um, they have been getting their BBLs removed, which is like the Brazilian butt lift, like the fat transfer that makes them have huge asses. Um, and lately it's like been kind of more of a trend to be like skinnier or more waif-like like people were in the early 2000s. And, um, they they've been getting these really like botched surgeries done kim's really like screwed up like her hips are like at different levels on her leg <laughs> it's really weird um like some kardashian fans are calling this hip gate uh which is funny but like i think there are, you know there are things that sometimes the kardashians want to distract us from like even the fact that chloe just uh on the same day that Pete and Kim broke up, had her most recent baby again with Tristan Thompson, who's like repeatedly cheated on her and is like a horrible man to her. Um, she keeps going back with him. So, I mean, you know, I always think it's important to take any Kardashian news with a grain of salt because we all know how things are like engineered around there. Um, I think that even if all of this is theatrics and all of it is PR and celebrity and, you know, even Kim's comments about being exhausted by the relationship with Pete and Kanye's final public jab at them, he posted this, <laughs> this kind of ridiculous edited, fake edited newspaper cover saying that Pete had died, um, which was very childish. But I mean, all of these things, I do think that however dumb they are and however they still to me feel worth discussing and this is where i think i differ with some other people who are more into like the academic side of pop culture some people really pride themselves on consuming highbrow media and avoiding the very obvious lowbrow stuff like this. Um, but to me, it feels difficult to completely sever myself from it and still want to talk about pop culture in any like meaningful way. Like even with the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp stuff, which I feel like is a pretty close cousin to Pete and his whole like multiverse of girlfriends. Um, like, we're allowed to talk about things that are messy and wonder about why they're captivating such public interest without, like, picking a side or, like, being, like, Team Amber, Team Johnny. Like, obviously, like, they're both messy. Like, that's a messy, messy situation. Same with everything Pete's doing, you know? Like, I think that it can be smart to just be, like, just to unpack what's happened, acknowledge what you don't know, try to figure out why it's catching your attention. The takeaway that I get from all this Pete stuff, which is the same takeaway I get from all of the Kanye stuff, is like, how can I make sure these stories dictated by the media aren't clouding my perception of people with certain mental illnesses? This is important because we, whether or not we're trying to, we're receiving stories about borderline personality disorder we're receiving stories about bipolar disorder through our consumption of celebrity gossip. 
And those will have like material consequences on the way we treat like our friends and family in real life. Even the Mac Miller stuff, like how can I take what I've seen and learned from that and use it to be a more compassionate ally to addicts? That's sort of where I arrive at in this conversation, which I know is just the tip of the iceberg, but I think it's like a important one to acknowledge because I think for many people, the answer to all of this celebrity brouhaha I've never said that word in my life, Um, is to be like, let it go. Like, just don't pay attention to it. Turn it off, mute it, block it, whatever. Um, It's noise. It's distracting us from like, you know, meaningful stuff. Like, read a book. You know, there's always those people that are like, I don't even know that Kim and Pete broke up because I read books. I'm like, what the fuck? Me too. Like, that doesn't mean anything. (laughs) You can read a book and like know who Pete Davidson is, you know? Um, Kim Kardashian's not going away. Kanye West is not going away. Pete Davidson is not going away, right? These are people that, even Ariana, right? These are people that we're going to have to grapple with as public figures for years and years to come because they're just like super relevant and around. So I'm always more interested in like, how can I more ethically and healthily interact with these stories and use them to make myself a better person instead of a more limiting one or a more judgmental one. Thank you so much for being part of this conversation today. Once again, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at HiveMindPopCulture on IG and at HiveMindThePod on Twitter. Thank you so much. Um, I'll play you out with a song from Thank You Next just because, because I love that album. All right, bye. See you next week. Painted a picture. I thought I drew you well. I had a vision, seeing what isn't there Caught in the moment, tangled up in your sheets When you brought my heart, thought you only wanna have